Hello, hello, listeners. Welcome back to another episode on the KFT Church Podcast, hosted by Apostle Dominic Osei and Prophetess Desi Osei. Here, they share conversations and wisdom nuggets on Jesus, love, marriage, fellowship, and, and everything else you didn't think you needed to know about this walk with Christ. Today, I'm believing God for an experience with the Spirit of God. That the Holy Spirit will have his way in our midst. May the Holy Spirit do it for you. Those that are desiring him, may you encounter him. He said, you shall find me if you seek me with all your heart. And tonight, may you seek him with all your heart. May you open your heart and may you search for him. Look for him. As the word comes, look for him. Because he said, you will find me. You will find me. You will find me. If you, find, if you look for me with all your heart. May we look for him with all our hearts. In the name of Jesus. In the name of Jesus. Let our cups be full of the Holy Spirit. Fill us, Holy Spirit. Fill us in the name of Jesus. Just begin to pray in the spirit right now. Just Spirit of the Lord, have your way. Have your way. Have your way. Have your way. Mankapatola Bazika Dilas. Repeta Zika Dila Mazubran Dere Bezata. Repeta Lebezika Dada Bakabaha. E Kapantola Bazibran Dere Bozata. Holy Spirit, Holy Spirit, Holy Spirit, Holy Spirit, Holy Spirit, we call upon you. This evening we call upon you. Spirit of the Lord, we call upon you. We call upon you. We need you, Holy Spirit. We cry out for you. We are thirsting for you. We are longing for you. For thou art our Lord. Early will I seek you. Our soul thirsts for thee and our flesh long for thee. In a dry and a thirsty land when there is no water. Today, we thirst for you. Holy Spirit. Holy Spirit. Mantala bazika dila mahas. Rentali makapantoli mazata. Spirit of the Lord. Have your way. Move in our midst. Move in our homes. Wherever we wherever you're watching from. May the Holy Ghost move there. Just pray in the spirit. 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 
let the spirit of the Lord move in your life tonight the Holy Ghost Apatalias Yapantalabasikantalamaha Holy Ghost, have your way in the name of Jesus. Spirit of the Lord, we ask for your presence, Holy Spirit. Holy Ghost, have your way in our midst move like you move in the day of Pentecost move like you moved in the days of Cornelius when you visited his family and him let us encounter you let KFT encounter you tonight let the heavens open and baptize us baptize us Holy Ghost baptize us Baptize us. Baptize us. Jesus, baptize us. Baptize us in the Holy Ghost. Let this room be full of the fire and the Holy Ghost. We thank you that Lord, even as your word comes, that you will baptize us, that you will release gifts, activate every gift that is dead in us. In the mighty name of Jesus. We thank you. We bless you. In Jesus' name. Somebody say a big amen. amen. Come on, shout a big amen. amen. You may have your seats in the heavenly places. I want to acknowledge all the leaders in the house. Also acknowledge the powerful woman of God. Yesterday took us started this journey let us honor our first lady the mother of the house the prophetess we give God praise for your life may Jehovah's hand be upon you in Jesus name somebody say we love you first lady in Jesus name amen amen Today, I want to sit down, please. Just felt the need to start a little early. But I didn't know there were so many programs. Amen. I looked at the program, but I didn't think far. Amen. May the Lord have his grace upon us today. In Jesus' name. I'm trusting God for a true experience with the Holy Spirit. A true experience with the Holy Ghost. Just like the days of Pentecost. Just like the days of Cornelius. That as they were gathered and the message was being preached, Peter was preaching. And then the Holy Ghost came upon them. And they also began to speak in tongues. Amen. That was what we call the Gentile Pentecost. And today may we experience the Pentecost. In the name of Jesus. In the name of Jesus. So today I want to dive into the gifts of the spirits. 
the gifts of the Spirit. And so it's going to be a lot of teachings, but within the teachings, there's light that God is going to release. And as, you, as the light is released, you begin to operate in those gifts. Those gifts will begin to be activated in the mighty name of Jesus Christ. In the mighty name of Jesus. Are you ready? This is a time to take notes because we want you to learn. Amen. Amen. Now, Romans chapter 1, verse 11. Romans 1, 11. Romans 1, 11. Work with me. He said, for I long to see you that I may impart unto you some spiritual gifts to the end that ye may be established. This is Paul speaking to the Romans. He said, this is what I want to do for you. I want to impart upon you spiritual gifts. Amen. Now, as an apostle, he carried the mandate to be able to impart spiritual gifts. One of the core responsibility of the apostolic ministry is to be able to impart gifts. Because the apostle has the ability and has been mandated by heaven with a responsibility to start churches. And when you start a church, you need a pastor. You need a teacher. You need the gifts of the spirit begin to operate in those churches. And so the Lord has endued, endowed the apostolic office with the ability to impart spiritual gifts. And today, if you are here, I impact upon you spiritual gifts so that in the end you may be established in the name of Jesus Christ. 2 Timothy chapter 1 verse 6. 2 Timothy chapter 1 verse 6. This is a teaching that will change people's lives, I pray. If, if, if you know somebody that needs this, please share with them. Some of you should go on your pages and make sure that the word get out there. Today is a day of in, we are praying to win souls. What have you done to win a soul today? At least something you must do, something that shows that a soul could be won by what you have done. So maybe what you can do now is to share on your page. A soul may pass by, may see it, and God can touch their lives. In the name of Jesus. He said, First, Second Timothy chapter 1 verse 6. He said, Wherefore, I put thee in remembrance that thou, you, stir up the gift of God which is in you by the putting on of my hands. Another Paul here. He said, I have put my hands on you and I've implanted and imparted some gifts in you. He said, I'm putting you in remembrance that you will stir those gifts up. That means that gifts can be implanted and gifts can be imparted. Gifts are implanted when you don't have it. And gifts are imparted when you have it but you don't even know it. And I pray in the name of Jesus that every gift that is in you will begin to be stirred up. Any gift, any spiritual gifts that has been given unto you, may it be stirred up in the name of Jesus. And tonight, if you are lacking in the gift, uh, may you receive a gift in the mighty name of Jesus Christ. Say, I receive it. See, in the spirit we receive and in the flesh we have. So you cannot have until you are received. 
Today, may you receive it. In the name of Jesus. Romans chapter 11 verse 29. Romans eleven twenty-nine. He said, for the gift and the calling of God are without repentance. Today, God is going to give you a gift that he will never repent. He will never change his mind. As a matter of fact, there is a gift that is already in you that God has never changed his mind. And today, may you uncover that gift. Some of you, your gift has been like a, a credit card you received in college that you never activated. But today, I see you calling that 800 number and you are activating that credit card in the name of Jesus. I see you activating your gifts. Say, oh Lord, let my gifts be activated. You see how you can get a card, a debit card, a gift card. Uh, gift card is already activated, but a debit card, credit card, you need to call and activate it. Amen. Some of you have taken the gift and you've been laying on it for many years. It has not been activated. And tonight is a night of activation. Oh, if you believe it, it will happen to you. Every gift that God has placed in you will be activated in the name of Jesus. Say, oh Lord, let my gifts be activated. See, in the gifts that is in me, be activated, be activated, be activated by fire, by fire, by fire, by fire, in the name of Jesus. Now, let me help you out when it comes to the Holy Spirit. Now, the first time you heard about, now, okay, before that, do you know there's a difference between the Spirit of God, the Holy Spirit, and the Holy Ghost? Now, I am a father, I'm a pastor, and I'm a husband. What I do with my wife, I cannot do with my church members. And what I do with my kids, I cannot do with my wife. And so God, in his own wisdom, manifested himself in dispensationally. And the name that he gives himself uh, was what he did at that time. So when you go to Genesis chapter 1, verse 2, he said, verse 1 say, in the beginning, God, 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 somebody say God. So first one said, in the beginning, God, God created the heavens and the earth. Is that right? Now, did we know who that God was? The first time we are hearing is that when you jump to the next, oh, okay, yes, perfect. And the earth was without form and void, and darkness was upon the face of the deep, and the spirit of the Lord. Now, the God that you are talking about, his name here was the spirit of God. You always thought I was a third person. He said in the beginning, God. And he identified himself as what? The spirit of God. Hmm. And he was hovering. Because there was no other name given to that God than the spirit of God. I thought God is a spirit. 
So why do you think that he will be something else? Some of you have this mindset that when you hear the father, that the father is just a man sitting there. Who told you? God is what? The spirit. So the spirit of God is how he manifested himself in the Old Testament. Do you agree with me? Say he manifested himself as the spirit of God. As the spirit of God. Amen. Now, when you look in Genesis, when Adam and Eve were created, it was the Spirit of God that breathed inside of them and they became a living soul. We understand that. Now, he said, before he created man, he said, let us create man in our own image and in our likeness. Now, the image how man look, Amen. How man looked was the image of God. How man looked was the image of God. And how the spirit that was in man was in the likeness of God. Amen. That is why you are able to create shirts. You are able to do all these buildings and airplanes and ships and all that. Without God doing it because he put himself in you. And God breathed into man. And man became a living soul. Amen? Amen? So that is the spirit. And we know that the breath that went into us is called a spirit. And so we, are, we know that we are a spirit, soul, and body. Amen. Somebody say spirit. spirit. Say I am a spirit. I, spirit. I have a soul. I have a soul. And I, I live in the body. So the spirit that is in us is in the likeness of God. Somebody say, I look like God in the spirit. In the spirit. So God operated in the office of the spirit of God and not the Holy Spirit or the Holy Ghost. Please, if you look at the Old Testament, there was nowhere that it was mentioned the Holy Spirit. Every time he showed up, he showed up as what? The spirit of God. And the spirit of God came upon Elijah. Remember he came upon Elijah. Jesus said for the spirit of God in book of uh, Isaiah chapter 61. That the spirit of God is upon me. Somebody say the spirit of God. That is how he introduced himself. Amen. The moment Adam sinned and God came in the scene, what the Lord said in Genesis chapter 3 verse 19 is the reason why that spirit never wanted to stay in man. He said, okay, now go to 3... The part that she said, the spirit of God could not dwell in man. That man has become, verse 16, 6, yes, Genesis 6 verse 3, yes, 6, 3, sorry, 6, 3. And the Lord said, my spirit shall not always strive with man, for that he is also flesh, yet his days shall be 120 years. I'm claiming that 120 years. 
Amen. So from that day forward, as men were sinning so much, the Lord said, I can't dwell with these people anymore. I'm going to leave. So from that day forward, when he comes, he cannot come and live inside you. He come and come upon you and do whatever he wants to do and leave. So, so in the Old Testament, the Spirit of God, after that day, said, I will not do it with man. So he comes, he came upon Samson, he came upon Elijah. What caused Elijah to overtook the chariot of Ahab was the Spirit of God. For there is a spirit in man and the inspiration of the Almighty giving him understanding. It is the spirit of God that came upon Elijah to overtake the chariots. And today may that spirit come upon you. And may you overtake every chariot of life. Anything that has gone ahead of you. Receive God as the spirit of God. In the name of Jesus. May the spirit of God come upon you. In the name of Jesus Christ. For the spirit of God is upon me. For he has anointed me. May the Lord come upon you as the spirit of God. In the name of Jesus Christ. Amen. Now. We jump to the New Testament. We jump to the New Testament. And for the first time something happened. In the book. Of Luke. Amen. When Mary, a young beautiful girl, minding her business, and all of a sudden an angel appeared to her and said, Thou art highly favored. Why? Because I'm ready to give you a child. I know you are not married yet and you don't sleep with a man, but I'm ready to give you a child. She said, How can this be? How can this be since I don't sleep with any man? You want me to have a child? How can I do it? Amen. He said, and uh, it's not the spirit of God then. Amen. Somebody say the Holy Spirit. Say the Holy Spirit. That was the first time he's introducing himself as what? The Holy Spirit. So no longer the spirit of God here. In the Gospels, we see him as what? The Holy Spirit. He said, the Holy Spirit shall come upon you. And the power of the highest shall what? Overshadow you. Amen. Now, I believe when you jump to verse 35, read. Yeah, let me see verse 35. He said, and the angel. Now, give me the NKJV. Let me see that one. Some of the translations were going back and forth. But I will explain why the Holy Ghost is different from the Holy Spirit. He said, and the angel answered and said to her, the Holy Spirit will come upon you and the power of the highest will overshadow you. Therefore also that Holy One who is to be born will be called the Son of God. Now the reason why this time he did not introduce himself as the Spirit of God, but as the Holy Spirit because he's ready to give birth to something that is holy. So he has to come as Holy Spirit. 
Now, in the Old Testament, there are some scriptures that you read. And the Bible says, and the, and the evil spirit from, from God came upon Saul. So, at that time, he could be anything. But when he entered the New Testament, he came as Holy Spirit. Because he's about to give birth to something holy. He said that, and the angel answered to her, not the Spirit of God. Because we know that he came upon Elijah and them. He came upon Zechariah and all those men. But here, he said that it will be the Holy Spirit who will come upon you and the power of the highest will overshadow you. So that means that any time the Holy Spirit come upon you, there's power that comes. And therefore also, the Holy One, you see, why did he have to say that that man will be holy? Because it is the spirit of Holy Spirit that is coming upon her to form that child. Now, as my father, who is Jesus' father? Because you always think that there's somebody else sitting there. It was the Holy Spirit who is the father of Christ. So he said that as I see my father do, so I do. He said that, Philip, as you have seen me, you have seen the father. As you have seen me, because you always take the Holy Spirit as a lesser God. <laughs> but as you have seen me, you have seen the Father. And he said, it is the Holy Spirit that will come and conceive this child. And if the Holy Ghost that is conceiving this child, then who is the father of Jesus? Somebody say, wait a minute. Kalama sikatayas. Mentally, Zatala Mahaza Sekede de Mohosas. Mandala Bazika de la Mazata. Mary was never conceived by the Spirit of God, but he was, she was she conceived, she was conceived by what? Uh, she conceived by the Holy Spirit. That's God decided to show up. Just like Pastor Dominic cannot show up to his wife as a pastor, I have to show up as a husband. You understand? What I do in my church, what I do at home, cannot do here. But I am the same man. Showing up in different dimensions, coming and revealing myself to you as an apostle to you. But at home, I'm just a father. May the Lord help us. Amen. The Holy Spirit. Somebody say the Holy Spirit. Say the Holy Spirit. Say the Holy Spirit. Because whatever he was going to do is holy. Somebody say it's holy. In Jesus' name. Now, after Jesus died, another name popped up call the Holy Ghost. Now, you know that you cannot have a ghost until somebody has died. (laughs) 
Somebody say, Lord, help us. You cannot be a ghost unless you are dead. Amen. So when you look at John chapter 14 verse 19. John 14 19. Let's see something. He said a little while. A little while longer. Give me the KJV, KJV for that one. Yet a little while. And the world see me no more. But ye see me. Because I live. Ye shall also live. Not only that. Go to verse 26. But the comforter, which is the Holy Ghost. <laughs> At this point, we didn't see Holy Spirit. He said, the comforter, which is what? The Holy Ghost. Whom the Father will send in my name. He shall teach you all things and bring all things to your remembrance whatsoever I have said unto you. Go to the next verse. Amen. Now also jump to John chapter 16 because I want you to understand the dynamics here. John 16. John 16 verse 1. Go to the next verse 2. Next He said, and these things will they do unto you because I have not known, they have not known the Father. Okay, go Next, verse 5. Amen. Now, I want John 16, give me verse, where he said, it is expedient that I leave. Verse 7, yeah, go to verse 7, let me see. Nevertheless, I tell you the truth. It is expedient for you that I go away. For if I go not away, the comforter will not come unto you. But if I depart, I will send him unto you. He's telling us a code word here. He said, I must die so that the comforter, because he must come to you. If I don't die, he will never come. But not only that, I must die and, be, and resurrect and go to heaven and then I can send you. So the moment Jesus died, resurrected, and went to heaven, he sent him. But when he came, he did not come as the Spirit of God. He did not come as the Holy Spirit. He came as the Holy Ghost. Amen. So Acts chapter 1 verse 8 Look at what he said. Acts 1.8. He said, you shall receive power. After that, the Holy Ghost is come upon you. Somebody say Holy Ghost. Holy Ghost. So who is Holy Ghost? <laughs> the Spirit of Jesus. Is that right? Because if you are a ghost, that means you died. Who died? And so who is here now? And who is that? So Jesus died and he came back as a ghost. 
to come and dwell among us. Now go back to John 14, the first scripture I gave you. He said, and just a little while, the world will see me no more, but you, you will see me. You will see me. He didn't say that. He said, but yet a little while, the world see me no more, but you see me because I live. You shall also live. You will see him. He's here with you. He's in you. He's among you. It's Christ that is speaking. And he came as who? The Holy Ghost. Amen. Amen. Matthew chapter 27. Verse 50. Jesus, when he had cried again with a loud voice, yielded up what? Are you okay? <laughs> what did he give up? The ghost. May you receive the Holy Ghost. Somebody say, I receive the Holy Ghost. In the name of Jesus. In the name of Jesus. In the name of Jesus. Acts chapter 10, Acts chapter 2. Let's, let, let's look at the Acts chapter 2 they perform here. And let's see something. He said, and when the day of Pentecost was fully come, they were all with one accord in one place. And suddenly, somebody say suddenly. There came a sound from heaven as of a rushing mighty wind. And it filled all the house where they were sitting. And then and there appeared unto them clothing tongues as like as of fire. And it sat upon each of them. And they were all filled with who? The Holy Ghost. And began to speak with other tongues as the Spirit gave them utterance. Now, now pay attention here. As they were waiting in the upper room, tarrying. The Bible said they were with one accord waiting. And we know that in the verse, in the Old Testament, he showed up as the spirit of God. And he made a statement that my spirit will not dwell with man. So the spirit of God does not dwell with man. <laughs> And he showed up in the gospel as the Holy Spirit so that he can give birth to the Holy One. But then after the Holy One died and gave up the ghost and he went to heaven, he released the ghost to come to us. Now the ghost, he does not just stay with us. The Bible said that he entered and filled the room. That means that he was in the atmosphere. And not only that, he came and he filled them. He filled them. He did not just stay with them. He filled them. He filled them. And as he filled them, something began to happen. They began to speak in other tongues.
So the Holy Spirit, the Holy Ghost, dwell with man and live in man. Somebody say, God, dwell in me. And be around me. In the name of Jesus. The Spirit of God comes, do whatever. Come upon Elijah. Do it. Go. All right. Bible said, at the moment, Samuel took the horn of oil and anointed David. Bible said that the Spirit of the Lord came upon David. Came upon David. Did not come and dwell inside of David. He came upon him. As the anointing of God went upon him. But in the book of Acts, as a new creation church member, a new created child of God, the Holy, the Spirit of God is no longer the Spirit of God. He is what? The Holy Ghost. And he comes and dwells among us. So you see, the English Bible will confuse you. Because some translation will call him the Holy Spirit. But you realize that the NKJV keeps correcting that and keeps saying the Holy Ghost. The Holy Ghost. Because the man whose spirit that we have have died. So he's no longer a spirit. He's a ghost. And the amazing thing that when he came in the book of Acts he gave them gifts. All of a sudden they begin to speak in other tongues. In, in Luke chapter 24 verse 49 he said hold on I'm sending you the promise of the father. Hmm. And who was the promise of the father? The Holy Ghost. He said tarry ye in Jerusalem and they did. So in Acts chapter 1 verse 5, is that right? Yes, Acts chapter 1 verse 5. Let's look at it. Acts 1 5. He said, for John truly baptized with water, but ye shall be baptized with the Holy Ghost. Now many days hence. This is Jesus speaking to them. Tonight may you be baptized with the Holy Ghost. And in the Holy Ghost. In the name of Jesus Christ. In the name of Jesus. And so all that they were waiting for. To do the work. Because he told them go ye into the world. And preach the gospel. Baptizing them in the name of the Father, Son and the Holy Ghost. Amen. Making disciples of me. The Bible said that he told them not to go. Because you need to be equipped. And so say tarry until he comes. And when he came, he did not just come with nothing. He came bearing gifts. Somebody say he came bearing gifts. So when we talk about the gifts of the spirit, the gift of the spirit is all that you actually need is the Holy Ghost to bear those gifts. Anyone operating in the spirit without the Holy Ghost is operating with the wrong spirit. Amen. It is gifts that he bears when he comes. So instead of your prayer being, Lord, I need the gift of prophecy, ask him to come. When he's there, he will manifest himself. 
Because that is a gift that he carries. It is his gift. Somebody say it is his gift. He has it in his pocket. When he enters your life, he begins to manifest as such. And today, may he enter your life. I say, may the Holy Ghost enter your life. In the name of Jesus. Say, say Holy Ghost, baptize me. Say, Jesus, baptize me in the Holy Ghost. In the name of Jesus. In the name of Jesus. So he comes bearing gifts. And today may you receive your own. I say may you receive your own. Say I receive it. Say I receive it. Say I receive it. Now there are many gifts. May the Lord help me to really help you out. Because some of you think that the only important gift is the nine gifts. And there are many people sitting here with gifts that are, they don't even know that they have it. And I pray that this Pentecost will be the season where God will expose that to you. In the name of Jesus Christ. In the name of Jesus. Now, if you know Jesus Christ, you are a gifted child. Say, I am a gifted child. Say, I am a gifted child. And if you have the power of the Holy Ghost in your life, you have the anointing. Say, I have the anointing. Say, I have the anointing. Now, what is the anointing? The anointing is the power of God to do something. Now, if you don't know that you have a gift, why you, anointing is like a word to you. Anointing does not make sense to anyone who does not know what they are called for. Because when you, ha- when you, only, you only have an anointing to do something. So if you have nothing to do, well, anointing is just a word. And some of you right here, you don't even know what you are called to do. You don't even know the kind of gifts that you carry. So therefore, the anointing does not make any impact in your life. But if you know what you are called for, if you know the kinds of gifts that you carry, guess what? Then the anointing will make sense. Because anointing come upon a man to do something for God. And so whatever God has called you to do, you need the anointing. But you must know what you are called for before the anointing can make some sense to you. In the name of Jesus. In the name of Jesus. Say, I am anointed for something. For something. And without understanding my gifts, the anointing cannot be received to do anything. Amen? Now, spiritual gifts are not all word of knowledge are not all word of wisdom are not all prophecy are not all gifts of healings are not all descending of spirits are not all faith are not all workings of miracles and all those things that you love so much somebody say there's more see there's more See, there is more. There are other gifts out there. We call them practical gifts. And these are also gifts of the Spirit now. Now, if you be here and you are an organizer, you like to organize weddings. You can even organize a basketball game right now. You can organize a dog fight if you want to. And people, when people... <laughs> When people want to have their weddings, they call upon you to help them organize it. You don't even know that is a gift. 
Amen. It is called the gift of administration. Somebody say the gift of administration. Say the gift of administration. When you have such a gift, you can put things together. And so the fact that you can do that, you can also put things together spiritually. And when we come into the, the church arena, you can also put things in order. Somebody say the gift of administration. Say the gift of administration. There are other gifts like gifts of giving. You never thought that was a gift. But you know, God is so smart that he put it as a gift of giving because anyone that carried that gift has the gift of getting. But because your heart is wrong, that's why you never get it. Because anyone that carries the gift of giving always have the gift of getting. Because without getting, you cannot give. You get and you give. You get and you give. You get and you give. I pray in the name of Jesus that the Lord will begin to expose some gifts to you. May you begin to discover your gifts in the name of Jesus. In the name of Jesus. Say, Holy Ghost, help me to discover my gifts in the name of Jesus. Do you know that keeping the nursery, being a Sunday school teacher, is called the gift of service? You never knew that. Some of you, we need to pull teeth for you to do it. As my for maybe it's our fault. Because we cannot put a square into a circle. And some of you are not called for certain, you, are, you don't have the gift for it, so don't do it. There are many departments in this church. And some of you, you are a square being put into a circle. And for the church to grow, for KFT to have that impact, we need to discover our gifts and everybody must be in their gifts. And the moment we are doing that, you'll be more happier. You will love God more. You will love church more. There will be, no, there will be less stress in your life. I'm telling you the truth. Do you see that the moment people find a department they are working in, they get, you don't have to tell them to come to church. So just coming to sit cannot help you. They say, every one of you. Now, there are many gifts, and I'll go over those gifts. But when it comes to service gifts like this, every one of us, we have a gift. Every one of us. Just like when a child is born, when a child is born, they come with natural talents, physically. So in the spirit, when you are born again, the Holy Ghost gives you gifts as your, you see, as, your, as, as like your talent. It's a gift that he gives to you. So everyone that is born of God has a gift. Say, I have a gift. Say, I have a gift. Some of you have been sitting on that gift. You don't even know that you have a gift. And all you are doing is complaining. But not know that you are the one that is gifted to solve that issue. And I pray in the name of Jesus that you will discover your gift today. I say you will discover your gift today in the mighty name of Jesus. In the mighty name of Jesus. Say, Holy Ghost, help me to discover my gift in Jesus' name. Now, make sure that we should not have somebody who have the gift of service doing Bible studies. This is a problem. All right? You know that you are not gifted for it, but you are doing it. You will not be effective and you will not be happy. 
You know that you are now called for media. an usher you must be in you should, you should have the gift of service amen. amen if you don't have it don't put yourself in something that you don't have and today may the Lord help you to discover your gifts in the name of Jesus in the name of Jesus when the Holy Ghost came on that day he came with so many things you only thought it was tongue speaking but he came with gifts. And today we are taking our own. We are activating our own. In the name of Jesus. If KFT as a church is going to grow all the gifts, every one of you need to discover your gift. And not only discover, but begin to operate in that gift. In Jesus' name. In Jesus' name. There will be minimum weariness and maximum effectiveness in your life and in the church life when you operate in your gifts. Minimum. Minimum weariness. You will be, the weariness will be small but you will, be, you will maximize your effectiveness. May the Lord help you from today as we are in a season of the Pentecost. May you begin to discover what it is that you will call for in Jesus' name. Luke chapter 11, verse 11. Luke 11, 11 to 13. He said, if a son shall ask bread of any of you that is a father, would he, him, would he give him a stone? Or if he asks for a fish, would he for a fish give him a serpent? Or if he asks an egg, would he offer a scorpion? <clears throat> if ye then being evil know how to give good gifts unto your children, how much more shall your heavenly father give the Holy Spirit to them that ask of him? Amen. He said you, you know to give good gifts. That means that the Holy Ghost is a good gift to us. All, in all our asking, may we ask for the Holy Spirit. Amen. Amen. Now, in, we need him because he carries what? The gifts that we need to be able to operate. The reason why he told them to tarry is because they needed these gifts. This church will not get anywhere if your gift don't come into play. You'll be surprised that on the day of judgment, you'll be judged according to the gift he gave you in this church. Some of you are like the, the guy that took the one talent and buried it. You are like that bad guy. You'll be cast out into the lake of fire. Why? Because God has given you a gift and you have decided to not use it. May the Lord help us in Jesus' name. Two things. So we can tell from this scripture that the Father is a giver of gifts. Say the Father is a giver of gifts in the name of Jesus. So the Father gives you the Holy Ghost. 
And then the Holy Ghost comes in your life and comes bearing gifts. So the main gift is the Holy Ghost gift. Somebody said the Holy Ghost gift. And when he comes in your life, he begins to also branch himself in many gifts. And so any one of you that is born of the Lord, you carry a gift in you called the Holy Ghost. And that Holy Ghost also carry a gift in himself, which he begins to bear within you and manifest it through you. And every one of you here, you carry a gift. Say, I carry one gift. I carry more than one gift. You carry some gift. Say, I carry some gift from the Holy Spirit in the name of Jesus. In the name of Jesus. Amen. All right. I have so much to share with you, so I'm not going to... Okay. Now, there are three categories of gifts. There's a gift called the leadership gifts. Also, we have the service gifts. And we have the science gifts of the spirit. Now, the leadership gifts... It can be found in Ephesians chapter 4, verse 11. Ephesians 4, 11. Quickly. Ephesians 4, 11. And he gave some apostles and some prophets and some evangelists and some pastors and some teachers for the perfecting of the saints for the work of ministry. Put the AC on me, please. <laughs> Amen. For the edifying of the body of Christ. Somebody say edifying. So we have a gift that is given by the Spirit or Jesus in this way. The Bible said in the previous verse, go back to verse 8 for me. He said, he that ascended, he said, wherefore he said, when he ascended up on high, he led captivity captive and gave gifts to men. Amen. So as Jesus was ascending high, he began to give gifts. Now, what was the gift? Continue verse 9. Now, that he ascended, what it is, but that he also descended first into the lower parts of the earth. Do you remember when Jesus resurrected? When the women who were there, Mary Madeline, those people, when they saw him, what did he say to them? Don't touch me. Don't touch me because I have not ascended yet so Jesus went up twice and came back home. when he met them when he resurrected he had to go back and release his blood on the altar of sacrifice the mercy seats and so Jesus had to carry his blood go to heaven and release the blood on the mercy seat because the moment Mary Madeline touched Jesus he, she will contaminate the blood and so he said don't touch me don't touch me. I have not revealed myself. I have not revealed myself to the Father yet. So he went up. And so here I said, now that he ascended, what it is, but he also descended first. Amen. And so what happened is that he went up, presented the blood on the mercy seat. God accepted it. Came back, went into the disciples and said, Thomas, you can touch me now. At that point, the blood has already been released. And so what he said to Thomas, you can touch my flesh and my bones. But Mary Madeline said, you don't touch my flesh and my blood. When he first resurrected, 
he did not, he had the blood in him. So he had to carry it. But when he came back, his blood has already been accepted. So he told Thomas, you can touch me. He said, now that he that ascended also descended first into the lower parts. So when he came back, he, came to, to, he went and took, took the keys from Satan and said, enough is enough. I'm releasing all these men. All these women you have kept here. We are going to heaven together for the second, for the second ascension. And so what he did is that he came for 40 days. He lived on earth. After he went for the first ascension and came back, took many men with him and then they left. And so as they were watching them uh, in the play, when he left, it was the last ascension. But the Bible says as he was ascending, he began to set people free because he went down there, set them free and then he began to give gifts. And so he looked at you, ah, an apostle, a prophet, an evangelist, a pastor, a teacher. He began to release gifts to the church. To the church. Somebody say leadership gifts. So the leadership gift of the spirit was what Jesus gave to the body. And these are one, the ones that are to lead the church. So every church must be led by one of these gifts. Amen? So we have the apostle. Amen? Now the Greek word here, the gifts... You know, the gifts, the Greek word here means domata, D-O-M-A-T-A, which means the gift of a person to lead a church. So that gift is not the charismatic gift. Because I'll talk about charisma. That is the one that you like, about prophecy and all that. But this one is, that gift is translated domata, which is the grace that God has given to some men and women to lead. It's a gift of leadership. Somebody say gift of leadership. Say gift of leadership. Now the word apostle means the sent out one or the sent one. It is found 81 times in the New Testament. It is translated in, uh, as a messenger two times. And it is also translated uh, as an apostle 78 times. And also translated as the sent one time. Amen. So when you combine it, it's 81 times that the word apostle has been said. Amen. Now who is an apostle? An apostle is a delegate sent with the full power and authority of the one sending him. The apostolic ministry It's a supernatural work of Christ to the church. Signs and wonders follow that ministry. Somebody say signs and wonders. It follow the apostolic ministry. Now an apostolic ministry extends beyond your own church. Anyone that is an apostle, you are extended beyond your own church. You are not called for just a local church. You are called for the entire body of Christ. Amen. Somebody say entire body of Christ. It comes with a lot of responsibility. They have the gift 
of communicating and they have a message for the body of Christ at large. They have a, a message. What message do you carry for the body of Christ at large? The apostle transformed the church as a whole by bringing new teachings and new revelations. It is what I also call a traveling gift. An apostle, you are supposed to be a missionary. But you can ask a question, can you be an apostle and a pastor at the same time? What? Yes, you can, and this is how it works. Usually, God will start you from pastoring and then transition you into apostolic. So there are people that were starting from a pastor and they move, but it comes with a lot of work. Now, the fact that you are apostle does not mean that you are better than a pastor now. Because these are all leadership positions. Somebody say leadership position. Prophets. Prophets are also a traveling gift. They are those who can, who have insight as to what happened and as to what is going to happen and correct the church as a new focus to move towards the prophetic word that God has released. The prophets are sent to give edification, correction, and direction to the church. They come to the church with a now word. Somebody say a now word. If you are called into the prophetic office, the Lord always gives you a now word. Somebody say a now word. <laughs> it's not the fact that you say always say I see, I see, it means that you are a prophet. And it is different between prophesying and also being a prophet. A prophet is in an office of leadership. It is a leadership office. It is a leadership gift. Amen. Amen. Though all believers may give a prophetic word, some scriptures from some from scriptures and give counsel. And insight, but not all believers are prophets. Remember that there's always another gift called the gift of prophecy. When you can have it, but you are you are you are not a prophet. If you're called into the prophetic office, you stay there. That's where you live. This is you can go into the spirit and come back anytime. You you carry the word of God in your mouth, you carry the word of God every time with you. A prophet as an office, as a leadership office, and then we have the evangelists which is also a traveling gift, is one whose passion is reaching the unsaved and who can also equip others to reach the lost. This is a special calling and office. Though it is at the same time we are all as believers have, called, have been called into be to be an evangelist, not every one of us, not everybody is an evangelist. You are called to do evangelism, but you are not an evangelist. <laughs> Amen. Does it make sense? A pastor. A pastor is what I call a local gift. Somebody say a local gift. And you know that your pastor is a gift to you. Because he's the one that is with you. He's the one that is shepherding you. He's the one that is shepherd to lead feed 
and care for you. A pastor's job is so hard. He's shepherding you. He's leading you. He's caring for you. And he's also, um, he's also equipping you. Amen. He's here to equip others with this gift of ministry to the body. The pastor is called for a local. Somebody say a local. So every local church should have what I call a pastor. Somebody say a pastor who is a shepherd over them in the name of Jesus. And then we have the last gift called the teacher. Now pay attention to the teacher. The teacher is one called to be a teacher. Uh, is one sent and gifted to unfold the word of God to the church. A teacher loves research. They spend time digging out nuggets. And one thing about teachers, they love to share what they have discovered. Amen. Even as I'm saying, some of you are discovering your gifts in the name of Jesus. The teacher disciples those who are warm. But the evangelist is go out and win. So what a teacher does, a teacher does not go out to find unbelievers to, to disciple. Those that have come into Christ, a teacher disciple them. And evangelists go out and win souls and bring them. You get it? So not everyone carry that grace. You need to know what you are called for and you stay there. The problem is that we, are, we all have become like little kids. Me, I have five children now. And so I know how when you buy one thing, you better buy it for everyone. So what I bought was red. It has to be red. But maybe your gift is blue. Yours is green. Yours is yellow. Yours is gold. But when you see that this one have red, jealousy and immaturity, you want the same. And this is the reason why the church has not made impact. Because we are looking at somebody else's gift and say we want it. And, and you are sitting on yours. And it's like a credit card in your, in your bedroom that you have not discovered. Forget a credit card because I don't like credit. A debit card. A debit card is sitting there and you are asking people for money. The Lord has given you a gift. He said, your gift shall make room for you. But you are converting somebody else's gift. May we mature. May we mature. Nowadays, everybody wants to be a prophet. But what will make room for you is not a prophetic. That is not what will make room for you. Stick with what you are called for. Amen. Some of you are evangelists. Some of you are teachers. You break down the word of God and it will transform the life of people. You think that the teaching ministry is very attractive. Don't think that only the prophet, the prophet, I want a prophetic anointing. I want a prophet. That is why the enemy has corrupted the prophetic. America is even worse. It's either you are an apostle or you are a prophet. Nobody wants to be a teacher. Nobody wants to be an evangelist. When was the last time you heard the word evangelist in this country? Say, Lord, help us. Amen. 
May you disciple those that are one as a teacher. In Jesus' name. Amen. Now there are also seven gifts of the Holy Spirit called the gifts of service. Somebody say the gift of service. Say the gifts of service. Say the gifts of service. Now I'm going to break this down and you will discover who, what kind of gifts you carry. Amen. Romans chapter 12 verse 8. Let's read from there. Romans chapter 12. Go to verse 7 for me. Uh, verse 6. Verse 5. Let's start from verse 5. So we be many are one body in Christ. And every one member one of another. Having then gifts different, different, different according to the grace that is given to us. Whether prophecy. Let us prophesy according to the proportion of faith. Somebody say gifts. Yes. Say gifts. Yes. So you start with a prophetic, not prophetic gifts, prophecy. You get to prophesy. Amen. Is it prophesy according to the level of what? Your grace. And today, may you discover whether you are called to prophesy or not. I'm not saying maybe it may not be in the prophetic office, but you carry the gift of prophecy. And I will explain the difference between a prophet and one that prophesies. Amen. Amen. Now, prophesying is not the same as a prophet. Every Christian has at least one of these motivational gifts. You see, sometimes when we are worshiping God, and if God wants to speak to us, he speaks through any one of us. That is a gift. Amen. You have availed yourself for the Holy Ghost to speak to the church. And say, he said, I am the Lord and I have come. And, and, and by the time you are, God is edifying the church by speaking. Or sometimes it could be in the tongue speaking. One person will speak in tongues and the other one will interpret it. And tell them what God is saying to the church. That is a gift. And so he said that. With, if you are prophesying, prophesy according to the level of your, what? your faith. We have the gifts of giving. So, so let me list it. Let's continue. Say, having the gift different. Next verse. He said, or ministry. Let us wait on our ministry. Or let the teach, let he that teacheth on teaching. Amen. So if you are calling to teaching, teach. Now, you know I have not touched the, those spiritual gifts that you desire so much. But you see how many gifts that I'm dealing with now? These ones that I'm listing, every one of us, half of them. This is not for the apostle. This is not the leadership gift. This is the service gift. This is what God has given you so that his church can, can grow. This is what God has given you the day you became a born again Christian. You carry these things. Yesterday, prophetically, what did the prophet say? That we have a lot of ministers of the gospel sitting here, but you don't even know that you are called. And today, may the Holy Ghost reveal to you in the name of Jesus. And so we have the one that is prophesying, and we want more of those gifts. We want those teachers, people that like to teach. Amen. He said, he that exhort on exhortation, he that giveth, let him do it with simplicity. He that ruleth with diligence, he that showeth mercy 
with cheerfulness. Amen. Amen. So we have the gift of exaltation, the gift of giving, the gift of leading, the gift of prophesying, the gift of service, and the gift of administration. Or the gift of helps. Amen. Say, as long as I'm born again, I carry these gifts. In the name of Jesus. In the name of Jesus. The moment you discover your gift, something called joy enter you. Somebody say joy. joy. Say joy. joy. Say joy. joy. I see you moving in joy from today. In the name of Jesus. In the name of Jesus. Because the word charisma. Have you heard the word charismatic before? Yes. The word charisma. The word charisma means it comes from the root word of uh, the root word is char. C-H-A-R. Car. Amen. That word car means joy. Somebody say joy. joy. Say joy. joy. Say joy. So, charis, charis, charis is a root word for grace. So, when you combine both, it means that the gift of the spirits, these service gifts, God is the one that gives you the desire and the power to do it. And these charismatic gifts is a grace gift. Somebody say grace gift. It is coming from the Lord. You don't have to merit it. It's something God gives to you. And today we will cry out to the Lord to bring out any charismatic gift that he has placed in us so that his work will continue to go on in the name of Jesus Christ. Now, the gift of prophecy, what is that gift does? It, it corrects the church. And most of the time, if the church is going on the wrong way, God will speak through someone and edify the church and correct the church with that gift. Amen? Amen? Not only that, the gift of serving helps the church. Those that are serving church. Right now, we have children's Sunday school. If you carry the gift of service, you will not be here in the main sanctuary you'll be helping the church to grow by also teaching the Sunday school kids. You see the difference? And these are people that have been called for. This, you'll be judged according to what you are called for. And so when someone says, oh, I'll be praying and you are there teaching the kids, they don't mean no. That God will judge you according to what he has called you for. The same way my responsibility is to come here and minister to you, you have a responsibility to minister to those children. And if you are not showing up then you leave that place vacant. And when the father, when the master come, he will judge you. May the Lord help us. In the name of Jesus. Those that carry the gifts of service, they are the behind the scenes gifts. The gifts of helps. Amen. The ushers, the cleaners, you don't see them. These are people serving in the house. You don't, you don't even hear of them. After church, you come back and this place is clean. You don't hear of them. The media team behind the scenes, the things they do, you don't hear of them. But they are in service. It's a gift of service. Amen. 
So not everyone is called to hold the mic. And I pray that you, today you will discover what you are called for in the name of Jesus. The gift of teaching. The teacher instructs the church. Amen. The gift of exhortation. Now the gift of exhortation is a gift that encourages the church. Now one man of God you know encourages the church so much. Joel Austin. That's his gift. He carries the gift of exhortation. And so don't judge him. Some of you say, oh, he's only teaching about uh, good, good. No, he carries, that's his gift. His gift is to exalt you. Amen. It is also the gift of counseling. Those that carry that gift, they are the counselors. And within the church, we should have all these gifts that I'm mentioning. I shouldn't be the only one counseling people. I shouldn't be the only one prophesying. I shouldn't be the only one teaching. This is the body. Every one of you carry these gifts. And the Lord said that he has given to every one of you. And today, because some of you, when people talk to you, they are happy. Are you that kind of friend that when people come to talk to you, they feel revived? You have given them so much hope because what you just did, you exhorted them, you counseled them, you gave them an instruction that by the time they came out, it's like, wow, this sister of mine really, really knows his word or her word because they carry the grace for exhortation. May you receive yours in the name of Jesus. In the name of Jesus. Teaching. Teaching is directed to one that do not know. But exhortation is directed to those that know. Because what you are exhorting, I already know. The reason why some of you don't respect Joel Austin is because you already know what he's talking about. But his exhortation is not to teach you something new. It's to exalt you from where you are. That depression, to bring you out of that depression. It's to tell you that it shall be well with you. It's to give you hope. He will give you steps to come out and by the time you finish listening to them, you're like, ah, it will be well with me. My marriage will be good. My children, ah, we will be fine. Amen. That is a grace for exaltation. But a teacher will come. A, B, C, D plus A, B, C, D. One plus one is two. They will teach you what you don't know. So most teachers want to do research. Things that you don't know and expound that to you so that you will know. Amen. Amen. I'm going to give you a scenario and you will see what kind of gifts you carry. And then today we will pray that the Lord will activate these gifts in the name of Jesus Christ. Amen. Now the gift of, the gift of giving is a gift that supplies the church. And let me read it carefully. What I wrote here. Now the gift of giving is actually the gift of getting. It's a gift of getting. This one has the resource. The person that carried this gift has a resource at his or her fingertips to supply the physical needs of believers while the encourager meets the spiritual needs. The exalter, they meet the spiritual needs of the believers. But the one that carries the gift of giving, they meet the physical needs. So don't ever think that that gift of giving is lesser than the one that is exalting. Or the one that is holding the mic. 
Your giving is supplying the physical needs of the church for the church to be built like prayer city in the name of Jesus Christ. Amen. The Greek word for giving is metadidomi, which means to impart, share, and give. Metadidomi. M-E-T-A-D-I-D-O-M-I. See, so long. Say, Lord, help this Greek stuff. <laughs> Amen. <clears throat> now, who in the scripture can you associate this, give, uh, this grace to? Early in the book of Acts. Barnabas. Barnabas sold his land. His, Bible says he sold all his land and gave it to the church. That is a man that carries the gift of giving. What have you done to support this work? Anyone that carries this gift is not comfortable until they see prayer city built. And they are not just, you see, those are the ones that just don't give once. Some of you, the moment you fulfill that pledge, it's like, ah, I'm done. But they are ones that every day seeking the way that they can support this work. Somebody came and told me, said, Pastor, I need another job that will be dedicated to the church. That every salary is going towards that church. When God said that he's opening multiple doors, multiple open doors, you, all that you want that paycheck to come into your account. And you have never thought about the church. How can, and why will God bless you? Because the moment you misunderstand the gift of giving, you will never get. Because if I'm called, if I make up my mind that I want to give this to the church, would you think God will allow me to lose it? He gives you more resources so that you can support the work. The breakthrough you are receiving, you don't know that it's part of God's agenda to build his church. And the moment you take your mind off, that's when you start losing your jobs. And so when it starts happening, check yourself. Why will God open, give you two jobs, three jobs, four jobs? Some of you are actually working from home. You just turn the computer and you can have five computers around you. Five. Every month the money just keeps coming in and you never thought that it's an avenue for God to build his church. May the Lord help you. I say may the Lord help you. In Jesus' name. In Jesus' name. So Barnabas sold his land and gave it to the church. Giving is part of your worship. But it's not only limited to, to the wealthy. Because if you leave it, only the wealthy can be the ones to give. Giving is more than money. It can be food, clothes, shelter, and benefits. But don't ever come here and say that I'm giving my time. Time is not part of those giving that we are talking about. That's not part of this gift of giving. Because every gift demands time. So you can never put time as I'm giving time as my gift. Because every one of the gifts... You need time. Somebody say you need time. So time is not part of the gift of giving. Don't come here empty handed and the pastor, I'm giving my time. If you carry this grace, you give something. Shelter, food, clothing, car rides, bringing people from, work, from, from, from their house to the church. It's giving. Some of you stop asking for gas. 
Let's pay the thing. It's your way of giving back to God. In the name of Jesus. Amen. The more you are doing, the more he makes provision for you. You don't even know it. You're about to pray. Matthew in the Bible is a good example. Bible said that he gave up his money, his influence, his friends to follow Jesus. Amen. May you carry that grace. I pray that you will discover that gift right now if you carry it. If you are the type of person that is always looking to help in the name of Jesus financially. Now the gift of administration organizes the church. Anyone that is an, an administrator in this church, your assignment is to be an organizer. Amen? You are there to organize the church. And not the pastor. I'm not saying that the pastor do all this work. This is the church members I'm, that will be doing that work. I cannot be administrating this whole service, this whole church. If this church gets bigger, I will die. If I'm the one administrating. You understand? What did, what did uh, the Moses, uh, what he called told Moses? Was if, you, if you do it like this, you will die. You got to allow them. And so the Holy Ghost came. He gave administration gifts to the people like you. Like you. You carry it. You come to a church, begin to use it. One of our administrators just got a job and she said she used everything she'd been doing at the church. That's a job experience. And they hired her. Some of you doing it, the things you are doing, you don't know that it's part of God's blessings to you. Amen. And you have the gifts of comfort. The gift of comfort. Also, you have the gift of mercy. The gift of mercy. There are people that show mercy. The assignment is to help others. When people are going through stuff, they are there. But you know, sometimes the people that are operating in that gift they will never understand the prophet. And so, when, listen, when you are dealing with the prophet, there are certain situations you can't bring to them. You better find somebody with a gift of mercy and approach. Amen. Because the prophet will correct you and tell you the truth about yourself. But the one that is merciful, oh, you know, my sister, it shall be well. I will hold your hands and I will pray with you. Amen. And those that carry that gift, example is, you know, the Samaritan purse, Franklin Graham. Samaritan purse. That's what he does. Mother Teresa in India, she carried the gift of mercy. Amen. You see, where, where, is your, where is your gift? These are things that have been given to us. Some of you have it, but you have not been able to use it. You know somebody is going through stuff that you, you know that you can help, but you haven't. May the Lord bring these gifts up in the name of Jesus. In the name of Jesus. Amen. The gift of mercy. The gift of mercy. Now, I'm about to give you a scenario, right? A scenario. Now, this is what's going to happen. Let's say um, 
one of our sisters went to the cafeteria. Let's say Sister Juliet have about two kids now. And she's carrying one child here. One is running around. And all of a sudden, Nathan tripped her. She, you know, but she went and she bought food. She bought drinks, you know, to come home, come and eat at the table. And she had a kid with her. And her husband that day was playing drums, so he was not there to help her. Right? So, so, so she's carrying dr- drinks here. She's carrying um, the food, about f- five hamburgers, a milkshake. And on their way to the table, Nathan tricked her. And she fell. And all the food, the drinks just fell upon her and fell upon the children. Now, what would the prophet say? So this is the scene now. This is how we will know what kind of gift you carry. Some of you, the judgment you are giving now is a, there's a gift that you carry. So please pay attention to it. So the one that has a gift for prophecy will respond, will respond this way. He will say, or she will say, that what happened to you is that you were not paying attention. You weren't watching where you were going. This is what the one that carried prophecy will say. How many of you agree that this is what you will say? You were not paying attention. You were not watching where you are going. Come on, this is an identification of a gift. Lift up your hands if you know that this is you. What you will say? Now, it's not a bad thing. It's not right. She wasn't watching where she was going. And that is why she tripped. You think I'm, it's not a wrong and right answer here. It's identification of your heart and what you are called for. So the one with the gift of prophecy will begin to instruct her and correct her. Amen. What she just said, that what happens is when you were not paying attention, is telling you why you fell. And most of the time, a prophet will tell you why the thing didn't go well. Okay? So he's telling you why the thing did not go well. So why, he said, you were not watching where you were going. So something happened, this is what the prophet was saying. The one with the prophecy, the gift of prophecy. Not a prophet, but the gift of prophecy. Do I have some people who have the gift of prophecy here? Wave your hand. See, now you change your mind. Some of you have your hand down. Amen. The second is the one that has the gift of mercy. That one will say, don't feel bad. It could have happened to anyone. How many of you would have said that? You carry the gift of mercy. Somebody said, I carry the gift of mercy. The one with serving gifts would reply, oh, let me help you clean it up. This person wants to fulfill a practical need. How many of you have the gift of service and help? The teacher will step in. And this is what the teacher will say. The reason that 
you fell is that it had too many objects on one side and the tray wasn't balanced. The teacher <laughs> How many teachers do I have here? It was too heavy. You, you were not balancing the thing. That is why you fell. Amen. And what the teacher is trying to do is he wants to discover why it happened. And so he's saying that the reason you fell is that you had too many objects. That is why. That is why, my sister, you had too many things on your hand. That is why it fell. If that would be your response, that means you are called into the office of a, into the gift. You, have, you carry the gifts of teaching. You have a friend like that? You say your friend Lucy? You? Some of you, your friends, you do that? When you tell them, they will tell you why it happened. They, they want to teach you. And that is somebody that carry the gift. They don't need to be ordained with a microphone teaching. But they carry that gift. Amen. Now the exalter, the one that exalts, this is what they will say. Next time, let's put a few dishes on the tray. Amen. And this is the exalter's motivation to correct her for the future. My sister, next time, let's just put few, just take few. Take it one day at a time. It shall be well with you. Just keep going. Just keep pushing. Don't give up. Next time, take a few. Just pray for five minutes. It's okay. Just a minute of prayer. Just, you know, just, just do it just a little bit. Amen. An exalter. This is what they will do. And this is what the giver will do. The giver will say, I'll be happy to buy you another tray of food. And his motivation is to fulfill the tangible need. They saw a need that you just dropped your food. I will pay for it. Come on, let me buy you another food. Who? Who? Olori? Olori is a giver. And there comes the administrator. The administrator would take control and say, Jim, would you get a map? Alexis, get some towel. Hey, Jesse, make sure that you get some water. Let's get this work done. They begin to administer the thing. While they are standing, giving instructions, I think you should clean this one. Wipe the baby's face, take the chair off, wash this. Do the, that's what the administrator would do. And so if you are the one that will do that, just wave at me. If that will be you, just wave. Just wave. You will begin to administer the situation in the name of Jesus. Amen. Now the administrator's motivation is to achieve the immediate goal. Somebody say the immediate goal for the group. So which one of these gifts do you carry? There's seven of them. 
Did any one of you did not see any gift here that they would do? Anything that they would do in this situation? You wouldn't have done anything? So in this situation, you would have not done anything. You wouldn't do anything? You would sit there and watch the person? It's a, a lady with two children have fell on the ground, milkshake and food, hamburgers uh, and, and, and pickles are all over her face. Catch up all over the place. Would you sit there and not say anything or do anything? And so do you realize that all of us, those seven gifts we carry, every one of us carry one of those gifts. But you always say, Lord, I don't have any gifts. And the Holy Ghost said, I have given you so many. May we begin to move in our gifts. In the name of Jesus. I think I will stick here because some of you, all you want is the prophetic and the word of wisdom, word of knowledge. But the Lord said that this is a service gift. This is what I need my church to have so that my church can grow. And if today the Holy Ghost is coming upon us as we believe, and he's coming to live inside of us. May he bring out these gifts. May we begin to activate these gifts. In the name of Jesus. In the name of Jesus. In the name of Jesus. May the Holy Ghost help us. Say Holy Ghost. Help me. To discover. My gifts. In Jesus name. In Jesus name. We are about to pray. One of the things that brings about this activation is a prayer life. Not just tonight praying, but build a prayer life. And have a strong desire and a strong thirst for the Holy Spirit. As you do so, he'll begin to manifest himself in you. In the name of Jesus. I have not touched this, the ninth spiritual gifts that one you've heard it so much word of knowledge word of word of wisdom discerning of spirits faith uh, gifts of healing prophecy tongues diverse kinds of tongues interpretation of tongues and working of miracles amen these are gifts that we will work on later but today there's other gifts that the lord wants to bring out of you the gifts, the seven gifts, the gift of prophecy. Amen. The gift of prophecy. The gift of, let me list them very well. The gift of prophecy. What are the gifts? Exhortation. Teaching. Mercy. Giving. Service. Administration and counsel. Amen. We are about to pray, Lord. Manifest these gifts in us. In the name of Jesus. These ones, dear, there's, no, there's nobody, every one of us have it. You see, when it comes to the leadership gifts, he choose few that he gives the leadership position to. When it comes to the other one that we will talk about, not everyone can carry those. If you're lucky, you have one. But this one, this one, this seven uh, service gifts, those one, every one of us have it. 
And tonight, Holy Spirit, let me discover mine. Let me discover mine. Be on your feet. Because what I want to hear and what I want to see is these gifts start manifesting between, uh, within the church. There's no way we worship and nobody prophesy. Some of you carry the gift of prophesy, prophecy, but you don't prophesy. You carry the, the, the gift of teaching, carry the gift of exhortation. You carry the gift to counsel people. If this church is going to grow, you need to discover your gifts. You carry the gift of giving, but you don't want to even give. You carry the gift of mercy. 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 We have a department called the, the, um, the welfare. That is a gift. That's a, those, if you're going to be in that group, you must carry the gift of mercy. If you don't have that gift, you don't enter the welfare committee. Amen. You want to pray. You want to pray. If you are here, if you don't know Jesus, I want to pray for you. I want to pray with you. If you want to accept Christ as your Lord and personal Savior, I want you to walk towards me right now. Walk towards me. I want to pray with you. You cannot bear this gift unless you come to Christ. Unless you come to Christ. The gifts. The gifts. The seven gifts of service. Every one of us carry one of those gifts. And today, and you can carry more than one. Obviously, there are, ones, there are people here that carry prophecy that still show mercy. That are still givers. If you like all seven, take it all. In the name of Jesus. Maybe you like to teach. Maybe you like to exhort. When people talk to you, they feel better. It's a gift. Our counseling team should be growing where we can trust you with the gift of counseling and exhortation. Amen. Amen. Some of you even... There are many things you are just sitting on. I pray that today the Holy Ghost will bring it out of you. May, that be, may, may we activate it in the name of Jesus. I want you to begin to pray in the spirit right now. Lift up your hand, voice and pray in the spirit. Lift up your voice, pray in the spirit. Come on, lift up your voice and pray in the spirit. I'm going to pray. In the name 
of Jesus. Our prayer, we are asking the Father to baptize us. We are asking Jesus the Baptist to baptize us in the Holy Ghost. He said, when he comes, when he comes, you'll be equipped. You shall receive the power. The anointing will come. The gifts will be so clear. Peter didn't know what he was supposed to do until the Holy Ghost came. The apostles didn't know their gifts until the Holy Ghost came. Today, we are asking the Holy Ghost, fill us. Fill us. Fill this room. And fill, fill us individually. In the name of Jesus, may the Holy Ghost fill you. Even as we begin to pray. Say, Jesus. Say, Jesus. Baptize me. Baptize me. In the Holy Ghost. In the Holy Ghost. And in fire. In the mighty name of Jesus. In the mighty name of Jesus. Say, oh Lord. As you came upon the 120 in the upper room. So come upon us. So come upon us. And fill us. In the name of Jesus. Say, Holy Ghost. Fill me. In Jesus name. In Jesus, name. In, Jesus name. in Jesus name in Jesus name come on lift up your voice and begin to pray open your mouth and 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 pray in the name of Jesus in the name of Jesus if you're going to pray with me make sure you get the microphone ready it's not when we are praying that you're scrambling that's distracting amen now the Bible says something he said that oh Lord thou art my God early will I see thee my soul thirsted for thee and my long my flesh longing after thee in a dry and a thirsty land where there is no water. The way you are praying shows that you are lacking the thirst. I want us because when he comes, these gifts begin to manifest. We need him first. We need the Holy Ghost first. And so I want us to really pray from the depths of our hearts that the Holy Ghost will fill us up in the name of Jesus. In the name of Jesus. Say, Holy Ghost, Holy Ghost. Fill, me. Fill, me. fill me, fill me, fill me, fill me, fill me, tonight, in the name of Jesus, say, my father, my father, baptize me in the Holy Ghost and in fire, as I begin to pray, let it be happen, let it happen now, lift up your voice and begin to pray. Rapatala basedra dada bakapa, ya pantala basata, rapantala bakapa, remantale balaba sobra dada baha. Hey, somebody pray. Pray. 
Holy Holy Ghost. Fill us. Fill us. Fill us. Fill us. Fill us. Holy Ghost. Apatalias. Pelebosata. Imatola Basibra Darabayapa. Yeprentele Basibra Darabayapa. I Catolias. Tabi Matalias. Yeprentele Basata. I Cabrandora Basitala Bayapa. Repetele Basibra Darabayapa. Yeprentele Basitalias. Yapantala Bacapa. Imantola Basibra Darabaha. Yeprentele Basibra Talibalaba. Italabasata, Rapatelebasata, Repetelebasita, Rapatalia, Papa, Mamma, 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 Somebody pray. Pray. In the name of Jesus. That was a warm up. When you look at Luke chapter 24, verse 49. Luke 24, 49. Put it on the screen. It said, And behold, I send the promise of my father upon you. But tarry ye in the city of Jerusalem. And ye will be endued with power from on high. Listen. I told you about how to tarry. Well, how many of you were in DMV with me last time you went? I showed you how to tarry. One of the ways to tarry is in prayer. And tonight as you are praying, we are tarrying. We are tarrying. Yes, I want you to close your eyes and envision him. Envision him appear. Bible said that he moved as, as, as a dove. And last time I taught you about the dove have, have a, a nine major feathers by the wings. Amen. And I believe there's a seven on that another side and five on the tail. These are the gifts. These are the, 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 the offices. The fivefold ministry at the bottom of the... And so the Holy Ghost comes with all these gifts. He comes with the nine gifts, the seven gifts, the five, the five gifts of leadership. Amen. Amen. Are you ready? Yes. Tarry. Tarry. Close your eyes. Envision him as a dove entering into your life. Today, you must experience him. It's not by might, it's not by power, but it's by my spirit, says the Lord. In the name of Jesus. In the name of Jesus. In the name of Jesus. Say, oh Lord. As I begin to pray, let your spirit, let the Holy Ghost come upon me. Fill me. Fill me. Fill me. As I tarry, empower me. Empower me. Empower me. Empower me. Come on, lift up your voice and begin to tarry. 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 Tarry somebody. Tarry somebody. Tarry somebody, tarry somebody, tarry, 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 
Tarry, tarry, pray, 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 pray. Apatalaba zebra dada bayapa. Yapatalaba zebra dada bayapa. Palimalama zutalabaya. Yapatalaba zebra talaba. Ikabatoliazata. Palimalama zata talias. Holy Ghost. Holy Ghost. Come upon us. Fill us. Empower us. Holy Ghost. Baptize us. Yeah, Arabasa. Let's keep on telling us. Alabala, balabala, balabala. Pali malabasi branda rabaya pantala basata. Imantola basata talias. Ya prantala balaba. Ika prantala balabasata. Mantala bala 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 Pale Malabasata Come on Pray Tari 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 Again, your hosts were Apostle Dominic Osei and Prophetess Leslie Osei. We hope you were blessed by this conversation and gained insight. Please be sure to connect with us on Instagram, YouTube, and Facebook at Kingdom Full Tabernacle. Until next time, God bless you.